Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview is with Dev Ajla. He's here today to talk about his book, 50 Ways to Get a Job, and the subtitle of it is An Unconventional Guide to Finding Work on Your Terms. So this is going to be really relevant for a lot of listeners, I would think, and, and what I love about Dev and what I love about the book is it's it's really about leadership. It's about building community. It's about relationships. It's, it's, it's about Zen Buddhism. It's about meditation and spirituality, and he just brings so much into this book in so many uh, different ways that, that, that's quite remarkable, and it's, 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 it's an easy read, and that doesn't mean it's not an insightful uh, and deeply engaging uh, piece that you're going to want to return to. I mean, this is about the practicalities and the, and the utility of finding a job. It's about uh, exercises that you can do, but it really is about your terms. This is about uh, choice. It's about responsibility. It's about, um, you know, at the, at the risk of sounding a little corny, it's about actualization. And, you know, based on information gained from over 400 thousand uh, individuals have used these exercises over a period of time dev has as has come up with these uh, methods and you can you can dig into the book anywhere you want and that's what's so remarkable and wonderful about it you don't have to read it cover to cover in fact dev's going to tell you why he probably doesn't want you to do that in the first place so uh, stay tuned coming right up uh, 50 ways to get a job uh, don't forget uh, davidpecklive.com for more information about my writing and speaking face to face live.ca for a whole other list and slew uh, slew does how do you spell that uh, uh, of, of podcasts and uh, tiff coming up soon and if you want to come alongside and support the work that i'm doing in a way in a monthly way in a yearly in an annual way you can do that through patreon.com coming right up uh, an interview a very practical interview with a good friend of mine dev ashla 50 ways to get a job well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today, author and I'm going to say social change maker. Uh, Dev Ajala is here with us today to talk about uh, his new way, uh, book, uh, 50 Ways to Get a Job. Dev, thanks for joining us today. 
Thanks for having me. So it's an unconventional guide to finding work on your terms. That's kind of um, it's kind of an interesting subtitle because isn't isn't it really all about the employer? <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I mean, it's my, what do you mean on my terms? Can you can you, let's let's start there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, so I wrote this book. Uh, it's made for people that want nonlinear careers. That I part of the process for writing the book was doing research and looking at every career book that's been written since the 70s. And after reading and reviewing all those, basically realized that career advice really hasn't changed at all, except mm. our, career, our careers have, you know, and the ways that we're building our lives have. And um, I thought that it was time to, to sort of reconsider what we need to do today. I um I love I love the book by the way congratulations I, I I hope it's doing well I hope it's flying off the bookshelves uh in 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 a variety of different ways but I I love the fact that you and in fact I'm pretty sure you actually suggest this to the reader uh you know don't just sit down and read the book cover to cover um you know pick pick pieces pick chapters and I I mean it's the kind of book that you you could read probably five or six chapters of the book put it down for quite some time and really take a lot from from a you know in in a not only in a sort of a life lesson kind of a way but a real practical way with respect to you know finding work yeah i mean it's not a book to read straight through it's a series of 50 short chapters that are two pages long that give you just all the practicalities from get, go to a job board and leave to how to talk to a recruiter to how to prepare for an interview to how to think about your apartment your space when you're in the middle of a job search it's kind of um and it's emotional, you know, it, it's, it's, it's organized in this emotional way. So if you're overwhelmed, here's five things to do. If you are feeling like you want to meet people, here's what to do. If you're more introverted and you're feeling like wondering and asking the big sort of philosophical questions, here are the things to do. So it, it really, we kind of move in between all these different states during the course of a day sometimes when we're looking for work. So it's, um, you can really jump around. I've been teaching. I've been teaching at Hover College for for quite a while. One course a year, international project management. Um, Sixty-five to eighty students, postgraduate. All of them just dying to finish. And usually, I teach in the second or the third term. They're done. You know, they're ready to get out into the real world, as it were, and 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 find themselves some meaningful work. There's a there's a level of of of, of excitement there, and yet there's a deep level of cynicism as well with these students. Is that is that sectoral? Is that is that the 21st century? Is that just kind of where we're at today from a from a, a career perspective? You know, we've seen this shift from stability based career decisions, which is where I think some of that cynicism comes from. Is like I don't know. There's no stability. Even the most stable things could be uprooted. Too, but the shift has happened to something that's more akin to learning based career decisions. Mm -hmm. so people are making these decisions. Based on like, have I learned enough here at this job? Can I learn something else? Where do I where do I need to move? Where can I feel like I'm growing? And people are actually making their career decisions based on that. And that's one of the ways that you know one of my favorite exercise in the whole book is a simple one, which is make a to learn. Yeah, it, don't you don't you say? I think I heard you in another interview, or I'm pretty sure in the book you actually say it's the number one thing to do. Yeah, because it's it's just all of a sudden it becomes an expansive. Uh, moment when you make a list of everything you want to learn and then you ask yourself what are the company's job descriptions job titles that could actually pay me to learn those things it may be a job in an industry you would never have thought of working for 
or a job title you never would have thought, but it might be the perfect next job for you. And that's why I love it because it's like this little quarter turn. Right. You know, just be a little more expansive so we don't have to just aim for that one perfect job that we're all aiming for. Um, well, we, we, I don't know about you, but I certainly grew up in an environment where, you know, my father had, I think maybe two, two, two jobs, two careers. I don't know that I could ever say that my, I remember my dad saying, wow, do I ever love the work that I do? Or I'm passionately motivated by it. You know, it was, it was a pension. It was a paycheck. It was a dental, uh, it was a benefit plan. It gave us a few weeks of holidays a year. And are the, would you say those days are over and or or and I, I need to also toss this out. I just you know hanging out with a, a, a friend yesterday talking about a, a dental surgeon who apparently absolutely hates the work that he does after many many years. Not the kind of guy that you want going into your mouth with a you know a sharp instrument. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, I mean it, the the reality is is like there are a lot of different ways of working today. You know that are possible today that weren't possible generation ago you know that we can move in and out of short-term contracts but we can still find stability you know and you know yes there's side hustles and sharing economy and gig economy but really there are actually real jobs that actually still have that stability but it's how we think about our career and how we think about our next move and how we navigate the change every five Mm -hmm. six years that really is the skill that we need and that's what i was really trying to get across how do you navigate those times of uncertainty and what are the activities you do to get the momentum to find work on your terms you know that that gives you the flexibility the amount of money you need the stability you need and um, gives you a chance to work on questions that you are interested dev when you when you say when you say um on your own terms you don't you don't and i i don't think you mean and i certainly don't hear it in your tone but i don't think you mean from a, oh i don't know it's all about me perspective right it's more about like and i mean like a, in a selfish kind of a way this isn't about pride this is about actual finding meaningful uh work that's going to speak to you over over a long period of time which hopefully in turn allows you to be you know can i go a little corny a better human you know give back to society raise a better family all those things no exactly i mean I mean, my background comes from the nonprofit. You know, as, as you know, we've known each other for a few years. And I um, I ran a nonprofit for twelve years in Canada, and um, seeing that movement building, I grew up learning about that and being in that sort of movement building space. An idea that you know we can build a movement person by person, and it's those conversations moving people up that ladder of engagement. And I, when I came to write this book, a lot of that ideas was was infused in this book because right like, how do how do you actually get people in this time of transition in this moment where everything can be rethought to take that one step towards rethinking their relationship to time to money to purpose and to that pursuit of doing something good and you don't need to I, like i thought about the book is like i don't need to hammer it over the head and be like this book will get you a job that does good no in fact i kind of did the opposite where i was like let's just talk but if you find work that meet is meaningful, that fits you, it is and it can be so rewarding and purpose-driven and help move our world toward a place that is better. I'd love, love to talk a little bit more about that background, that, that, that nonprofit background that got you to, um, I think, essentially launching 50waystogetajob.com. I want to hear more about that. But 
Can can you talk a little bit about the way you've sort of I think turned things on on their head in a sense because this idea of um, um, it, it, later on in the book, you talk about helping five. There's a chapter you have called "Help Five People," um, and you, the Dalai Lama and wise selfishness and so on. Um, I don't. I wouldn't expect that normally in a book about finding a job. No, totally. I mean, the the way that I feel the the book has kind of turned the job search and really gives you the agency back is normally when we go to a job search, you know, we apply online, we put our resume together, we wait for a response from some sort of black hole of I don't know. And the book is about treating our careers as a way of answering a question. Our careers can be an avenue for inquiry. And whatever that question is, you know, it doesn't need to be some passion that you found that's everything and then you just redirect your whole life. It can be a small question that you're interested in right now. And then you ask yourself, how can my career, how can my job search, how can the event I go to, how can the person I interview, how can the book that I read next help teach me something about that question? And our careers end up developing as a result of the questions that stick around. And it's really hard to tell which ones do, you know, and, and predict, predict going forward what that's going to be. But I feel like that switch of making our careers a way to answer questions is just so different because it actually gives you the power instead of trusting some algorithm to choose your next job on the job board you're actually in control of how you're well what what I love about what you've done dev is is you've taken such a relational approach to all of this and and I'd love to unpack that a little bit can I quote something here for you from from a chapter uh, sure. look look for answers in unlikely places quote answers arrive from unexpected places when you allow yourself to hold a question for an extended period I love that hold a question for an extended period it involves seeking an answer in different venues using multiple methods and approaching problems in unexpected ways close quote can, can you talk a little bit more about that and again i mean yeah. like this is is this book is this really a book about about um finding a job dev or is this about how to how to live a better life that's that's what i <laughs> that's what i want to know every is this all masked and you know yeah this is like your uh, there's a hairpin turn at around page 72 i think <laughs> uh you caught me <laughs> yeah that's right uh, um yeah the idea of holding a question so important today. It's one of the things that I really believe is missing in our way of being. You know, we find a question and we Google it, we feel satisfied with the answer, but a different kind of knowing emerges when you hold a question for a long period of time. I mentioned this woman in the book named Barbara Brown Taylor who wrote this uh, book called Learning to Walk in the Dark. And the reason why it's a spiritual memoir, and the reason why I love that book so much is she answers the question of how do you walk in the dark? through caving, caving, literally walking in the dark, going to a garden that blooms at night, moving chickens at dusk when they're calm with their grandchild, and doing a textual read of the Bible, looking at everything that happens in the dark, which is all surprisingly a very positive thing. And it's just this idea that you can, if you hold up the question, you end up with an embodied sense of knowing, a different, different kind of knowledge. And so often in our daily lives, we just rush, find a quick answer, but everything can be, you know, the, the act of, of going for a walk or going into a cave in her, her, in her experience or going for a hike or at your workplace can provide some answer to a question, no matter how far afield it is from that actual activity. And if you just hold the question, it doesn't take 
much more than just I mean, not letting it be resolved and looking for the answer in our daily activities. You end up with a different sense of knowing, and it will lead you to a different place and potentially a different career. I love I love this idea of a different sense of knowing. I think we we have this really myopic understanding of what knowledge is. You know, we're so hypnotized by numbers, and it's about data, and like you said, it's about algorithms and so on. And and quite the contrary, uh, it really is. Is it, it's so much more. It, it it almost seems to me to have like you've taken kind of a Buddhist almost. Let's we need to be present. Uh, and 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 really, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this but this is really about not just finding a job this this is about this is about a way of life i mean isn't isn't don't we want to be always holding those types of questions in 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 this delicate balance this you know the this tension it's not just about finding a job it's about you know how do you deal with stress how do you deal with conflict how do you deal with others right and i mean our worlds are collapsed our job and our time that we spend is how we spend our time and our time is how we spend our day. It's our life. You right, know, it's, right. Of course, these are all related. You know, of course, these aren't compartmentalized. Our work doesn't just have to do with how we get paid. It has to do with our spirit. You know, it has to do with the way we live. It has to do with how we think about time. It has to do with the relationships we build. It has. It, it is our life. So when you're asking these questions, what I love about thinking about that moment when people are like uncertain about what is that everything is malleable. Everything is at play. And we bring all of the life we've lived up into that, up into there on that moment. And there's an opportunity to rethink it and do something different. And so that's why some of the questions really do have some of that philosophical side. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, two pages over, it's like, here's what you need to say in the interview. Right, right, right. It's a real balance, but that's the reality of our lives. Well, you don't don't you pretty much bookend every every chapter with kind of a what's next sort of here are five things you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ends up being real practical. Well, I love and I love that balance of of deeply philosophical, interesting, narrative driven stories. You know, you bring in the Dalai Lama and Buddhist thinkers, and 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 yet. Wow, this is no, no. You got to sit down and what you got. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask you about that one. You got to download your bank statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a real practical trick. So the, the the chapter about downloading your bank statement is, you know, really a proxy for doing anything you really don't want to do. Whether it's like looking at a loan document or doing your taxes, whatever the thing is that you've been annoying or it has been annoying you is um, setting a date. You know, that you are going to go for lunch with a friend at 1230 and at 12.15, you just go and you do it. So you have 15 minutes. It's like you can't really get the activity done. You just rush through it, download the bag statement, get it on your computer, take a quick look at it, and you leave the house five minutes late and you're off there to meet a friend. And all of a sudden, you're sitting with your friend having lunch and you've already done the thing. You know, you haven't finished it, but you've done it. And it's just enough of a trick, mental trick, to get you motivated Mm. to be like, all right. I've overcome it. I can just get the rest of the shit done. You know, it's just yeah. enough. It's just enough. And it's, it's like little practical moments like that combined with, with some of the more philosophical. Questions. Well, that, and that, and, and, and what I love about that is at the root of that to me is, uh, you know, I, I don't know if you know, but my background academically is philosophy. Most of my listeners will know this, but I love the existential component to that because this is about choice and it's about intentionality and it's about, better habits really isn't it so it's not just about the this, this, like you said it's a pro, it's a proxy for 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 getting it done yeah no exactly you you you, you found the subtext in the book <laughs> 
So, so tell me about your past a little bit. I want to hear more about that nonprofit past and how it gets you to this place. Because near the end of the book, you talk about there. I think you have a chapter about when it when, when's the right time to work for free, you know. Uh, and I think maybe some of us have this sense that meaningful work really is when you work for a nonprofit, or it's when you volunteer, or it's you know joining your local Rotary Club. That's where we can find meaning and purpose, and so on. Um, but you you would completely contradict that it seems to me and and i'm looking at the home page of 50 ways by the way folks it's 50 as five zero fifty ways to get a job.com check it out this is kind of where it all started for you in a sense isn't it dev this this new approach yeah. or this different yeah. approach i guess you could say exactly so um so i ran a nonprofit. we did follow-up for youth conferences and youth organizing so we made sure all the young people that went to these social change events, went home and did something afterwards. And after doing that for a number of years, it kind of grew to the place of like, all right, now everybody that we've been worked with a generation of Canadians in a lot of regards, and now they're looking for work and trying to find how to take all this meaning and purpose and bring it to the work and not just, you know, quit doing good. And that led down the research path, which led to 50 ways to get a job. And during the process of doing that, my understanding of what good work shifted, you know, and I think this is what you're leading to, which is, you know, I used to think it was all about just doing a nonprofit, working on issues, being a little bit of a martyr, being a movement martyr a little bit, and just really getting out there doing the frontline work. And my understanding of purpose shifted because as I even found myself in jobs at companies that were really making money and doing good and, you know, at the edges or the front line of work, I was like, yes, that is a type of purpose, but there's also a type of purpose that comes from pursuing a question that's exciting and interesting. And it, this type of purpose shows up in academia, it shows up with artists, it shows up in all kinds of creative professions, but it can also show up in any profession. And the question, this goes back to like, how do you, what, how do you think about your career and how can our careers be a way of answering questions? But it gives you that sense of so every day you can answer the question of what am I doing right now? Mm. What is going on right now? And you can, and if you can answer that question, it's like I'm learning this thing because I really want this, or I'm pursuing the answer to this question. Then you you can recenter yourself and you know why you're sitting in that PowerPoint presentation for the first time, and it feels okay. It's when you can't answer that question of like what am I doing right now that you lose that sense of everyday. Which is a little bit different than that, you know, that higher calling purpose that comes from like that nonprofit idea or the purpose driven doing good idea. But I really think those both need to have, both need to be there. You know, so even if you're in a job at a nonprofit, you still need to be able to answer the question of what am I doing right now? And, and something else changes. So is it a is so you say there's there's sort of two two cent would you say there's two cents of purpose or is that maybe a different kind of purpose I don't you know I in the book I call it like everyday purpose which is the answer to the question of like what am I doing right now and then uh, that the other the other sense of purpose is like, is our traditional idea of like doing good making a difference in the world but I think it also comes from having a directionality you know which which is that pursuit of a question. You know, if you have that sense of direction, mm. if you're moving, holding a question and, and trying to find answers, that is also, it's a way of finding purpose. I just, 
my idea of purpose has expanded over the years. Right. No, that make that make that makes perfect sense. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that that bridge between, oh, I don't know, doing good and and making money while you're doing good. This idea of social enterprise, social entrepreneurship, you know, people, planet, profit, um, is that is that? I guess could I say that road narrowing is? Uh, are we doing more of that? Are we thinking about that more uh, as a as a younger generation? Are my kids going to be looking to change the world while they make a full time living? You know, I. It's funny because I mean I wrote so I wrote a book called Making Good in 2012, which was really sort of champion social enterprise, and as right at the time that all the Tom shoes and all the and like Honest Tea and wait, there's all these all these companies, Recycle Bank that were coming up, and what we've actually really seen now, 10 years, 15 years later, it's like is this, that some of it worked out, but a lot of times once you introduce that growth capital into these social purpose businesses they kind of get stripped they get they lose a lot of that that meaning and purpose and that idea of like venture capital with growth with purpose doesn't hasn't actually panned out in the mm. same way we thought you know but that doesn't mean there are a lot of good private companies doing amazing work and with visionary leaders and using business and tra- transforming supply chains and in- entrepreneurs doing work to transition uh, a hotel chain off, off of plastic. And, you know, there are tons of good opportunities to do good in, in business. But the idea of social enterprise, as I understood even in 2012, I think there's some, there's some questions there on, on whether that's actually the model. Still, still too early to tell. Um, this morning, this morning I read on BBC uh, and the homepage. I think McDonald's UK has committed to uh, paper straws. Right. Uh, the 1.8 million straws a day in the UK are used. I mean, talk about social change. Talk, talk about impact. And and you got to wonder how that decision was made internally. You know, what questions? You know, to your point earlier, what questions were being asked? Right, exactly. uh, what's going on globally and so on. So, are you saying that we didn't define this idea of social innovation well enough, or we're still figuring it out? No, I don't know if it has anything to do with definition. I think it actually has to do with the constraints of the kind of capital that people put. You know, it's like the high growth venture capital dollars come with one principle, which is more faster. You know, and that's what they mm. want. That's what's demanded of it, and. If you layer that on to anything that has a social purpose that isn't totally aligned with the business interest, it doesn't. It falls apart. So, it's. Um, I think that doesn't mean there's no model for building sustainable social enterprises or building great private companies that do amazing good work for the world and the people and the planet. And there, it doesn't mean that there's not great opportunities for entrepreneurs like whoever was there championing the cause of McDonald and made the made the case and made the transition for the company into paper straws. You know, there's all these small moments each of us have that define purpose. But, uh, yeah. I think well, and I think, and would you agree with me that, okay, so you might look at that and go, oh, this was a small moment. Yes, I got paid to do this. I was a part of this. You know, I'm, I've been working with uh, uh, World Vision of late, and we just, we had this huge G7 win here in, 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 in Canada with respect to girls' education and the G7, and, and I've been working alongside of them in a, a, from an advocacy perspective and so on. And and yes, we're all a part of that, and in a sense, we're a small part of it, but this is a, this is a significant win, and so how do you, 
how do you intentionally celebrate that and say, hang on, there's a you know, there's a ton of purpose in this. There's there's meaning to be found here, and I need to celebrate, right? And yeah. and, and 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 maybe I've answered some of those questions, but it's also going to give me the I guess the energy and the desire and the 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 sense of purpose to to continue on. Does that make sense? Yeah. No. I mean, recognizing those moments, and you know, I think that's that's true for as you're talking about movement organizing and celebrating the victories. And it's also true for our careers and right. small moments when we, when we recognize we've done something, we've grown, we've moved from a place where we were really uncomfortable learning at the moment, learning this thing and challenged. And now we feel pretty comfortable in that situation. And there's, those moments are worth celebrating. One of them, my favorite chapters is called make your own finish line. And it's, it's uh, the principle is basically to do that, to, not wait for someone else to tell you you're doing a good job you did it because that person probably won't show up and you don't really want to have to ask them to do that and it's like how do you recognize those moments and so that you end up having more control well you know it's so easy right so so you can have 10 wonderful positive things happen to you in a day and then at 420 somebody sends something to you negatively or 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 takes you aside or you're reprimanded or you get that ugly email and that's all you focus on right it's so easy to get distracted from from the good that we are doing and the meaning that we are the 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 world that we are contributing to do you have any sort of thoughts about that or advice for folks about that including me dev man i mean i think that's that's the practice right yeah that's the that's so much of the book is is a practice it's something you really do every day there's not a moment where you're like i've got it figured out (laughs) it just doesn't happen life i wish i wish life was like that like Yesterday, I um, I came across a quote that I really love, which is, comparison is the thief of joy. And it's a Teddy Roosevelt quote. And uh, comparison is the thief of joy. And I love it. And it's been going through my head mm. for the last 24 hours because it is, we live in such a comparative culture. you know. And right. it, if there's anything that's a practice, it's that. Like you have to consistently remind yourself, comparison is the thief. Compar- comparison is the defeat, right? Is it the a- thief or thief or thief of joy or defeat? But it's that it's basically the idea that as soon as we like compare ourselves, you know, I, I came up I came up in a conversation where where somebody was actually negotiating for a salary and they had overheard that uh, somebody else makes X amount, and so then. They came back. They would they would have been perfectly happy. It was more than they would expected, but they came back and they were like, "Well, if that's the case, then I need this and this and this," and the whole thing fell apart. Right, you know? right. And um, and it's just like you would have been perfectly happy. It actually fit everything that you wanted and you needed. <laughs> and it just you know it's just that idea that man, man, managing managing our own expectations and and we're back to sort of the daily practice of it all. I'm looking I'm looking at the website fifty ways to get a job dot com dev and you've got these nine lovely boxes starting finding purpose or finding my purpose overwhelmed and stuck and happy interviewing very practical and yet also some interesting sort of um as you i think early on in our our conversation today talked about the the emotional component of this um the word overwhelmed and stuck really stands out to me what 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 do you say to 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 folks in later in life who are looking for that next phase in their career or or, or to the younger, um, you know, generation coming out of university who who are, you know, 
got all this passion, truckload of passion, and and are running up against these brick walls. Yeah. Is this is this where your website really comes in handy? And also, I mean, obviously the book does, but yeah. but the site is the site is really practical too. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's so many of the career books and the career advice out there is built for this like extroverted, high confidence person that can just go out there. <laughs> network and meet people and go 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 and you know you can be the best and and i just wanted to provide something different you know right. if you're not that person at this moment you don't need to be it's okay you don't need to be a different person when you go on to find a job there's just different things to do there's different work to do there's different exercises to do and that's true for a lot of people feel that discord or feel overwhelmed or stuck because that's the idea of who we need to be and it's not true. It's not true. You know, there are, if you aren't feeling like an extroverted person, there are great exercises to do and great work to do that will help you move towards a job that have to do with sitting quietly, that have to do with asking yourself what path you want to walk or how to rechange and rethink your daily routine so that it systematically makes you feel the way you want to feel. There is a lot of good work to do just just different than that extroverted drive 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 methodology that we've been we've been given you um one of the things that comes up for my students at uh, teaching at humber is this idea of networking you know it's just it it looks so um it's insurmountable, right? What does it even mean? You know, right. you know. Does that mean I go to cocktail parties and 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 do I hand things out on the corner? Like how how do how do I actually network? It kind of presupposes a whole lot of things before you can even get to that phase. It seems to me. Right. Yeah, and that's why I feel like if you're actually pursuing a question and you're interested in finding that answer and you're going to talks in order to learn, and even if you don't talk to anybody there, you're just going to listen and you're reading a book about that that question you're trying to answer you're going to end up meeting people along the way and you're going to have something interesting to say because you're pursuing something. You're, you have a directionality about the way that you're acting. And that is a different type of networking than just being like, Hey, what do you do? Let me tell you what I do. Great. Let's do business together sometime. You know, like that, it's just a different type of thing when you're like, Hey, I'm just trying to learn about, you know, oceans <laughs> and, What's right. going on in Then here's here's what I've learned. This person said this, and what are you saying? What are you doing? You know, it's a different kind. You moving onto the same side of the table with somebody instead of sitting across. And it's just a better way to interact. Well, I I think you've totally nailed it. I mean, it's out of the park as far as I'm concerned because I so love the relational thread. This this the 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 people component, if you will. You know, it's 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 LinkedIn for the real world. <laughs> You know, this is how you actually do link in. You know, you, you can do it digitally. You, you can go to those cocktail receptions, but there are all kinds of other ways. And, and, and it's really probably going to be rooted in questions, choice, intentionality, and actual human beings, <laughs> actual human contact, which is, which is I don't know, I, I just think it's a really beautiful and brilliant thread through, through the book. Thank you. What, um, why wasn't it 51 ways to get a job? I don't, I, you know, I don't know. It just, it, it, 50 seems like the right number. <laughs> <laughs> and did you, and did you, and did you have to toss out 10 or 12 or 15 of them? Like what, did you have 68 you know, at one point or 112? You know what, actually, if you actually look at the book, there's these field note sections 
at the end of each, which is kind of like more of like a philosophical inquiry. But they were all, when I went to write the initial draft, they were all and they're like, you can't have more than 50. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do field notes. What about that? And so there's a little more than 50. <laughs> but, um, that that comes that comes out more in the 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 what's the what's next component, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the 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 exercises. Yeah, you talk about short and long runways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how much time you have in order to make, make your next. So so um, sadly, going to have to wrap it up here, Deb. But I'm having having a having a great time ch- chatting about this, and it really, you know, maybe maybe in 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 a few years, people are going to look back and go, "Hey, this this wasn't so. This wasn't such an unconventional guide after all." <laughs> I hope so. You know what I mean? Like I I, I think that. <laughs> yeah, because it's this is it's 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 sort of where I don't know. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's to me. It's 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 about yeah. Like I said, it's about knowledge and new 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 perspective. It's it's wonderful, deeply philosophical, and yet so rooted in in the real world and 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 profoundly practical. So so thanks for the book and for the conversation. What so so. Uh, let's go back to the one thing. Make a list. Just remind us again about what, what yeah. that means. Yeah, to make a to-learn list. So it's one activity you can do is make a list of everything you want to learn. And it can be personal. It can be professional. It can be any aspect of your life that you want to learn. And then ask yourself what job, career, job title, job description can teach you the most number of things on that list. And what's surprising about it is you'll find jobs you would have least expected and industries you may never have thought of working in but they mm. may be the perfect next step for what you need stay stay focused is that is that yeah stay focused uh love it and 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 i guess too would would you say that uh find a way to remind yourself of this stuff yeah i mean it's a practice i mean that's why this book only works if you do the work you know right it's, it's not the life hack quick way to to make to get a job it, but it is it is that way and it and there's a lot of different paths to take. Which is precisely why you say don't read the book cover to cover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I good. I hope I hope we've got people's attention and interest. Check it out. Uh, um, Fifty ways uh, to, to to get a job. I was trying to find the publisher on the back back of the book. Okay. Fifty Fifty ways to get a job. An unconventional guide to finding work on your terms. Dev Agile, we're just chatting with him today about his new book. You can find it online. And don't forget to check out 50, that's 5050waystogetajob.com. Dev, thanks a lot for your, for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Great talking. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.